When I think of that song on this Mother's Day, I can't help but think of the passage that we're going to be in today. Uh, in the passage, there's a mother. What a mother. I don't even know her name, but I know that her daughter is tormented by a demon. <laughs> I want you to wrap your head around that. A demon. And this mother wants this thing to come to an end. And so she finds out that Jesus is in her district, <laughs> the district of Tyre and Sidon. And it's like her mindset was this. Her mindset was, you'll come to me geographically, and I'll come to you theologically. How do I know that? She called him Lord. How do I know that she called him son of David? She was a Canaanite woman, a Gentile, but somewhere she knew something about this Jesus. And so she approached Jesus to let Jesus know her daughter's problem. Long story short, Jesus hooked her up. Jesus hooked her daughter up. Is my mic on? My mic is working. So she came to Jesus. Her daughter had a demon. When this text ends, her daughter doesn't have a demon. <laughs> her daughter had a demon, didn't have a demon when the text was over. Jesus did it. Oprah didn't do it. She didn't go to a therapist, didn't go to a hospital. And Jesus did it instantly, instantly. Boy, I see I have a cute church today, but we're going to be here. And when I think of the text, it gave me my sermon title today. She's a good, good mother. <laughs> That's who she are. That's who she are, and I can't help but think of my own mom who's, who's dead now, but she was a good, good mother. I'm convinced I'm up here preaching today because I had a praying mother. She's a good, good mother. If you have a mother today, you ought to give God praise and just say she's a good, good mother. Father, we, we come to you thanking you. I thank you for Ellen Norman, who did not play. She disciplined me, but she told me about you. She taught me how to pray. She taught me how to stand up for what I believe in. She taught me how to love. So I thank you. We thank you for good, good mothers. All I want now is for you to be glorified. That's it. 
So I understand that means that I must decrease and you must increase. Holy Spirit, would you please do what I cannot do? In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Can I have more monitor? I'm going to jump right into the text because I know you got to be at a brunch, lunch, dinner, snack, soul food, pig's feet. Anybody eat pig's feet? Let me see them hands. I know that y'all ride or die. If you eat pig's feet, you, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Cholesterol high, but you here. She's a good, good mother. I'm going to jump right in it. She's a good, good mother with problems, at least one glaring problem. Uh, any mothers in the house, you got to be honest and testify. Sometimes raising kids presents some problems. You ain't got to amen that law. <laughs> Your kids are in here. But, but sometimes, sometimes raising kids brings some issues you didn't have before you had kids. Uh, this is a good, good mother with problems. Her problem is conspicuous. It's verses 21 and 22. It says, Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. I wish I had time to even unpack that loud. I don't. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and exchanged pleasantries with him. She says, Jesus, how are you on this Mother's Day? Uh, Jesus, I don't know about you, but I'm blessed, and, and I'm highly favored, and, and I know that you're good all the time, and all the time, you're good. Mm-mm. No, when you got a problem at the crib, you don't step to Jesus like that. When you got a problem at your house, can I teach you something? Stop being cool. Ain't no time for being cool. Guess what she did? She came to him shouting, (laughs) yelling, screaming. But we too dignified today to do that. I I I dare you to shout about your hell. I dare you to shout about your problem. I dare you even now to stop worrying about the person sitting next to you. You know what's going on at your crib. Some of y'all need to learn to shout. She, 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 she shouted, and, and here's what she said to him. She said, have mercy on me. I I ain't here today for my crazy neighbor. I need you to have mercy on me. I'm not here today for my off-the-chain co-worker or my crazy uncle. Jesus, I'm here today because I got a problem. Have mercy on me. Then she said, Lord, son of David, my daughter is tormented by a demon. Again, let that sink in. I have a daughter who sometimes has driven me crazy. She ain't at this service. She'll be at the next one twice. Y'all know my daughter? Cute. Twice my daughter has stood up in my face. 
twice as a teenager who was living under my roof, eating my food. She stood up in shoes I bought her. She's still alive. Won't he do it? But I've never thought that she had a demon. I want you to get with me in the text. Here's a lady. She has to come to grips with what my daughter is dealing with ain't got nothing to do with puberty. She got to come to grips with that. What my daughter is dealing with has nothing to do with pre-adolescence or adolescence. Uh, she had to come to grips with what my daughter is dealing with ain't got nothing to do with peer pressure. She got to be real that my daughter is tormented by a demon. I want you to think about that. I, is, anybody believe that the Bible is real? So, so here's the thing. This ain't a fairy tale. Her daughter, once upon a time, there was a lady, a Canaanite woman, who had a real daughter who had a demon. And mama got to come to grips with it. What a good, good mother who won't lie about her kids to herself. Don't think that they stuff don't stink. My girl at the house with the demon. But she's a good, good mother because you got to imagine this too. She don't care what folk think. Have mercy on me because if I thought my daughter had a demon, I would whisper it to Jesus. Because I don't want y'all to know, because I'm the pastor, because I'm a Christian, because at my house, things are good. Don't, don't church folk think like that. Here this lady is, she don't give a doggone what people think. Have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on me, son of David. I got a daughter at the crib, but because we care about our status, because we care about what people think, we got kids. Some of us have kids. We're tormented. This didn't just happen here. Do you think the music your kids listening to ain't ushering in evil spirits? Little yachty, little shoddy, little. Do you think them dudes anointed by the Lord? I watched Lil Yachty on Saturday Night Live last night, and I felt the evil. And I don't care if you judge me. Don't let your kids bring that junk in the crib. It's evil. But she doesn't care what people thinking. She shouted. She's real. She cries out to God. She ain't concerned about how loud she is. She says, my daughter has a demon. Meanwhile, we talk about when we pray, we say stuff like this. We're blessed and highly favored. Meanwhile, little Shaquisha at the crib. Little Elizabeth at the crib. Little Bobby. 
tormented. Uh, here's the problem with, y'all do know she's praying here. When you talk to Jesus, I don't care how it looks, she's praying. Uh, here, write this down. Our prayers often reveal our pride, not our problems. You ever prayed with somebody and it seemed like they just bragging? Man, you can tell I don't do this often. <laughs> couple of years, last few years, last several years, there's a guy at this church by the name of Rob Waters. He's <laughs> tried to get me into golf. Um, Rob takes me golfing a few times a year. He has given me several golf lessons. Uh, we've gone couple of times and spent the whole day. <laughs> like, I didn't know it was like that. Golfing. And now what Rob does is he picks me up and he takes me down, is it Pine Hill and Kennesaw? And he doesn't give me lessons anymore. He has another man give me lessons. <laughs> and, and, and what happens is they have cameras all around me, looking at every swing. I've got to get my back straight. They look at every swing that I do. And after about every 10 or 15 shots, they call me over to the computer to look at the swings. What are they doing? They're showing me my problems. It's on the computer. I can see them. And then the man, I forget his name, that gives me my lessons, he emails me every swing. <laughs> yeah, y'all laughing because you know me. Here's what I've never done. I ain't never looked at that email. <laughs> But if I did, I would notice conspicuous problems. Some of us are like me. We think little daughter is okay because we won't look at the problem. For your kids to listen to music talking about bees and holes, you got a problem in your house. But you won't look at it. It sleeps under your roof. But we have in church. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him your kid is off the chain. Open up your mouth. I know they used to be cute. You held them in your arms. But they don't love the Lord now. Tell him. I know that they used to beat you walking in the church doors. You can't get them to come to church now. 
open up your mouth and tell him. Tell him your problems. Tell him how hard parenting is. Tell him you're about to lose your mind. Stop worrying about what people think. Your daughter, your son needs you. By the way, at the factory, we try to live in a way where we don't worry about what other people think. I just told you my daughter twice stood up in my face because I want you to know I need to pray too. Every blue moon, my kids have lost their minds too. But they got a daddy that'll pray. She's a good, good mother with problems. But I love that she's also a good, good mother with persistence. With persistence. Mamas, have you ever felt like quitting? When it comes to parenting. Lucille, real talk, have you ever felt like throwing in the towel? Because you got three kids. <laughs> this lady said, have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on me, son of David. I got a daughter at the crib with a demon. And in verse 23, Jesus said, where is she? Where is your daughter? Take me to her. I'll fix the problem. I'm glad you were bold about it. I applaud your faith. No. You know what we see in verses 23 through 27? Three different times we see three refusals by Jesus. I hope y'all hear me. Jesus refused her three times. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus refused her. Boy, y'all are so churchy. I'm going to say that again because I was kind of taught Jesus there for you. Jesus refused a desperate lady three different times. I can't prove this, but sometimes I wonder if he just want to see if we're going to hold on. Sometimes I wonder if he just want to see if we got, you know, some cheap grace. If we got a cheap walk, if we got a Sunday-only walk, if we got a walk that only we walk with him when he does what we want him to do. Uh, he refused her three times. Look at refusal number one. Refusal number one says, but he did not answer her at all. He gave her literally the Martin Lawrence hand. He, he did not answer her at all. Anybody ever pray and it seemed like he don't even answer? Anybody ever told him your issues, your problems, and if you have to be honest, it didn't seem like he cared. Anybody ever screamed and yelled, and there have been times you've gotten on your knees and cried, and, and, and you got up, and 
you didn't feel his presence at all. Anybody? He, he, he did not answer her at all. And then check this out. Of course, this happens. Then his disciples, of course, came in and urged him, saying, yo, send her away. For <laughs> she keeps shouting after us. We don't do church like that. We have decorum here. It's almost like they were saying to Jesus, just give her what she's asking for so she can get out of here. They're tired of her. Refusal number one, but then there's refusal number two. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's a refusal because what is he saying? He said, lady, you're not a Jew. My ministry on this side of the cross, is it meant for you? It's not aimed at you. My, my mission right now is not for you. Long story short, he is refusing her. Jesus. Uh, third refusal. Jesus, Jesus going there. He answered her, it is not fair. Listen to what he's saying to take the children's food and throw it to the bow-wow-wow, yippee-yo-yippee, to the dogs. Do y'all read y'all Bible the way I do? Uh, and she said in verse 27, what did you just call me? She said in verse 27, no, you didn't. <laughs> I like this lady. She's there to persist. Here's what she said. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? I get the disciples trying to send her away. I've been in the church world a long time. I've seen church people when I was in Chicago try to send kids that were in my youth group away because they were in gangs. I'm like, but they at youth group. <laughs> and you don't even come and help but you don't want me to have them at youth group? I remember telling my pastor, if these kids can't come, you got to fire me. And I've seen some of them kids get saved. I, I sat at a graduation one time, and I watched Wesley walk across the stage. Wesley would beat you down, but he's a college graduate today. Still might beat you down. But you need some Wesleys in your ministry. <laughs> I get the disciples, but Jesus, he refuses her three times. First time, he ignored her. Second time, he says, my mission ain't to you, lady. Only he didn't call a lady. He called her dogs. I love studying for sermons. Because I like reading commentaries. Commentaries, that's the last thing I do. And commentators make me laugh sometimes. Because they really try to clean up what Jesus is saying. One commentator, uh, he said, well, he's not talking about a wild dog. 
He's talking about a domesticated dog, a house pet, still a dog. One commentator said he no doubt said it with a smile on his face, and she knew he was joking. You can call me certain names with a smile on your face. I still, it's some words you don't need to call me. One commentator said, this isn't literal. He's talking about a parable. Can I give those of us who preach or teach Bible study some advice? Stop trying to clean up what Jesus has said. Listen to me. He don't need our help. All I know, he didn't have to say dog. But he did. Anybody truly been walking with Jesus for a minute? Can you testify that sometimes he's perplexing? Sometimes he is befuddling. Sometimes he, he, he makes me feel bewitched, I, I, I bothered, and bewildered. Sometimes he'll just make you scratch your head. Anybody? Uh, and here's the thing with me. The times that I have felt like quitting this Christian walk, typically it was because of something he said. He says stuff like this. Love your enemies. Where I come from, you don't do that. But he said it. There was another time Jesus said, uh, if somebody hits you on the cheek, where I come from, <laughs> my Bible would have said, honk out and let them hit you, because that's what we would call it. Jesus says, turn the other cheek. Uh, Jesus says, pray for those who persecute you. I know church folk, and I love church folk. I am a church folk. We don't want to do a lot of the things he says. Do you love your enemies? Yeah, I like that it's quiet. Real talk, because let's not lie. He said it. Can I give you some advice? You got to start. When you find yourself disagreeing with Jesus, just know that you're the one that's wrong. <laughs> and sometimes I sit upstairs and I'm reading and I'll tell him, I don't really like this. I just know I'm wrong. Now, I don't, some things on this side of heaven, I'm never going to understand. If I was writing the Bible, I wouldn't have put that one word in there. I, wouldn't have, I would have had him call her by her name. But he said, dog, all I know is I've spent too much time talking about his three refusals. I'd rather talk about her resolution. <laughs> when Jesus ignored her, she kept right on. When Jesus said, my ministry ain't aimed at you, she didn't quit. When, when Jesus called her dog, she didn't 
throw in the towel. She didn't get offended by his dog reference. She didn't counsel Jesus. Uh, she wasn't a part of the council culture. She had everything working against her. Her race worked against her. She was a Gentile, but it didn't stop her from persisting. Her gender worked against her. She was a woman, and the rabbis in that day paid very little attention to women, but she persisted. She got refused three times, but in her mind, strike three doesn't mean a mouse. Strike three might mean I'm in. You can tell I don't do this often. <laughs> Rob will be at the next service. I'm going to make him think I like this. <laughs> when we go to the driving range, we started out in town late. You know, they thought I was Tiger Woods first time I walked up in there. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I know. Every time we go, and I'm going to be honest at this service, we do the same thing over and over and over again. Rob just be smiling. <laughs> I'm thinking, this ain't even a real sport. <laughs> I'm not going to say that at the next service. But we do the same thing over and over. Keep your back straight. Stick your rear end out. Like, uh, 45 degree angle. Same thing over and over and over again. And then, finally, we do the same thing <laughs> over and over. Did I say that already? And over again. One time, we actually golfed. We weren't at the driving range. Is Ted in here? Ted goes golfing with us, too. They, these guys can really golf. One time, we were really on a real golf course, and the first two holes, I was pretty good, and then it started raining. And I'm thinking, we, we going home. <laughs> they acted like they ain't see none of it. We did the same thing over and over and over and over again. Then we finally finished. We went to eat. I wasn't eating vegan then. We went in. I had some french fries and a hot dog. We're done. And then Rob says, well, nine more holes. <laughs> I say, the devil is alive. <laughs> and we did the same thing over and over and over again. And can I be honest with you? For me, I just got worse. <laughs> Have you ever persisted? And it just seems to get worse. But let me tell you what keeps me going back to the game of golf. Because eventually, you're going to hit a shot. And you're going to hear a sound. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Is this called the head? It's, it, the sound happens when the head hits the ball 
just right. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's literally like the pipe. It's like crack. When you hear that sound, you don't want to stop. I want to tell four or five of y'all mamas, keep persisting, because one day you're going to hear the sound. <laughs> well done. Good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I, I want to make you ruler over many things. Don't you stop. Keep going. Anybody in the room, you a mom and you're frustrated? Can you be honest? Can I give you some advice? Don't quit. Persist. Anybody in the room as a mom, you're tired if the truth be told. Parenting makes you tired. My advice to you is don't quit. Persist. Any mom in the room, you feel hopeless. You feel helpless. My advice for you is to persist. Because one day you're going to hear the sound. I thought about my mom this week. She's dead and gone. And I don't know how everything works on, this, uh, on her side. But she ain't hearing nothing about no bills today. Wherever she at, she ain't hearing about no cancer today. Wherever she at, she ain't worried about Donald Trump and Joe Biden today. Wherever she's at, she hears the sound better than anything we hear. And here's what I know for a fact. She had one kid, Ryan, who was off the chain. But she persisted. Now that kid is preaching. Somebody saying, who, which one was that? Is he going to tell us me? <laughs> Listen to me. If you want it bad enough, you'll wait long enough. If you want it bad enough, you'll pray long enough. My son will be at the next service. Y'all know how much I've prayed for my son? He didn't even like me for years. Now, 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 now he's living for the Lord. But I kept praying when it was clear he didn't like me, when it was clear he didn't want to be around me. What am I going to do, give up? My mama didn't give up on me. My God hadn't given up on me. You keep going. If you want it bad enough, you fast long enough. If you want it bad enough, you cry out to God long enough. God ain't a genie in a bottle that you can just rub and get it when you want. Sometimes you got to tarry. Sometimes you got to wait when things ain't even going your way. Let me tell you why I tarried. It ain't so much that I believed in me and my good prayers. I believe in God. Can I beg some people in today? Persist when it comes to your hard-haired kids. I'm going to say that again. When it comes to you, you know who your hard-haired kids are. Persist. They've given up on you. Don't you give up on them. There's a preacher in some of your kids. There's a prophet in some of your kids. Some of your kids walk around with the power of healing in them. Don't give up on them. Yeah, they smell like weed. You did too. <laughs> Two years ago. Can I give you some advice? When it comes to raising kids, do this. Keep one foot in adolescence 
and one in adulthood. So you can remember the hell you raised. Boy, y'all make me laugh. I can tell the people that raised hell because they quiet. Let me ask you a question, and then we're going to move on. Here's the question. Do you tend to confuse quitting and finishing? Do you tend to confuse them? Because they're not synonymous. Here's what I've seen. People quit rather than finish. I see it all the time. I see it all the time, especially in the younger generation. I'm not trying to judge y'all. Y'all don't like a job. <laughs> you quit. We don't like a marriage. We quit. We don't like a God-given assignment. We quit. What I love about this mama, the way she, I wish I could see this. She stepped up in there, no intentions of quitting. I'm not leaving here to little Shaquisha. It's demon free. I, I, I came here to finish. Call me a dog if you want. Do whatever you need to do. I'm not leaving your feet. I'm not getting offended. I did not come here to quit. I came here to finish. I believe God will want me to tell some of you, you'll get what you pray for if you finish, you blaming God, but you're the one that keeps quitting. She's a good, good mother who models persistence. And then number three, she's a good, good mother with proof, with proof. First of all, she came there with proof. It's verse 28. Verse 28 reads this way. Jesus answered her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. You missed it. She came there with proof. Mamas, how many times parenting did you not have a plan? How many times parenting did you not have the money? How many times parenting did you not have the answer, but you did have faith? Your faith was your proof to him. He saw your faith. Here's what I love about the text. Jesus says to her, great is your faith. That should encourage those who, 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 who have faith. Jesus doesn't say, great is your prayer. He didn't say, lady, you get a 10 for that eloquent, church-jargon-filled prayer. Oh, I applaud your prayer. He said, great is your faith. So those of us in the room, you don't know church lingo. You don't know how to pray like a church deacon, like that old deacon in the Baptist church. All you know how to say is, God, help me. All you know how to say is, God, parenting is hard. You should be encouraged by this because he ain't looking for you to do acrobatics in your prayer. He's looking for your proof, and your proof is your faith. Anybody in the room, you don't really know how to say Jehovah Jireh and Jehovah Rapha when you pray. You don't know nothing about omniscient and omnipresent and all of those theological terms, but you know how to say, help me. 
You know how to say, Daddy, I need you. You know how to say, I don't know anything about prayer, but you say it in faith. And he looks at your faith, and that's your proof. She showed up with proof, her faith, but she left this text with proof, a free daughter. <laughs> Boy, I've been gone two weeks, and y'all done got really cute. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. When the text ended, her daughter was free. So, so, so when she goes back to the hood, she got proof. Little Shaquisha that was crazy ain't crazy no more. She ain't listening to future or past, a little this, a little that. She ain't twerking. She, she free now. It, here's what the text says. It says, and her daughter was healed. My favorite part. You get me. Instantly. <laughs> I loved it. He can do it just like that. He can do it just. I, I, I was praying for you this week. I, ain't, I, I, I see y'all. I was praying for y'all too this week. And y'all got faith. He can do it. Y'all know he can do it just like that. That's why y'all at church. Because you know he can come through. Anybody in the room he ever came through just like that. Just when you felt like giving up. He came just like that. He turned your life around just like that. He took you from death to life just like that. So now she has Prove to those who saw her daughter deal with the demons. Here's the thing that's crazy to me. Her prayer and her persistence benefited her daughter, who ain't anywhere in the text. I don't know if she at the crib. She might be at the club. But even if she was at the club when the text started, y'all don't, don't know when to shout. At, the, at verse, what, 21, 22, by the time verse 28 comes, something even in the club happens instantly. Because the Bible said it happened. Y'all don't know when to shout, man. It happened instantly. Uh, uh, the daughter ain't even there. But the mama's prayer frees the daughter. <laughs> I'll be out of your way in a minute. Y'all like my suit. I'm G'd up today. I'm hot. Uh, but, but, but I guess what I'm trying to say to some mamas, and honestly, some daddies too, you wanted your kid to come today. They ain't here. Pray anyway. God can reach them where they're at. You wanted your son to show up at church today, uh, but he ain't here, and he might not come for a minute. But keep on persisting. They don't have to be here for God to move. They don't have to. Some of your kids don't even believe in Jesus, but you do. Don't stop praying. Your kids don't have to be here for the Holy Spirit to move. Some of your kids think church is dumb. And nowadays, people are thinking that more and more and more. Our kids think this Jesus stuff is ridiculous now. They don't have to be here for you to lift them up. Happy Mother's Day, mothers. We're going to dedicate some kids in a minute. Can I give you a homework assignment? 
homework assignment is simple. Thank God for your good, good mother. And by the way, go ahead and thank her too. I thought about it this morning. I've done ministry for a minute now. Some of you thinking, I don't have a good mother. Guess what? Thank her for not aborting you. You here. You ain't said amen one time, but you're here. That means you ain't dead. That means that she birthed you. So if that's all you can thank her for, thank her. I don't have any faith that I'm ever <laughs> going to even be decent at golf, right? I don't see it happening. I don't even think I'm going to be decent. Uh, I don't have any hope. <laughs> the only reason I golf it's because I love Rob. Can you put, that's me and Rob right there when I had locks. I had locks then, I still ain't good. <laughs> I go, I look forward to when we golf because I love being with Rob. I have my own clubs that Rob gave me, uh, but my clubs is a little ghetto because my stand, my clubs fall. So Rob brought these clubs to me this week. When he saw me, his face lit up when he came to my house. And man, I, we hugged each other. I love Rob. That's why I go. Uh, I got a pair of nice golf shoes. Rob gave them to me. <laughs> so when it was raining that day, I'm looking at my white shoes. I'm like, uh, Rob gave, I have, this is an alligator skin belt that I wear on the golf course. You want to know where it came from? Rob gave it to me. <laughs> uh, I got all kind of golf gloves. You only wear one, like Mike. Uh, guess where I got my golf gloves from? Rob. I got all kind of Scrixon. I think it's Scrixon caps. Guess where I got all my caps? Rob. Rob gave me my caps. I got golf shirts. My wife likes when I put on my golf attire. She said, oh, you look good. So I will put on my golf attire, you know what I mean? And before I go to the course, uh, guess where I got them golf shirts from? Rob. Uh, years ago, Rob and I were at, I forget the tournament, I think it was the Players' Championship in Atlanta. We walk in the locker room. This is when Tiger Woods was the number one player in the world. We walk in the locker room. There's Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods. I met Tiger Woods. You want to know why? Rob. <laughs> when I saw Tiger Woods, I was like, whoo. <laughs> this is when he was Tiger. He had a V-shade. Anyway. <laughs> and he ignored me, too. Phil shook my hand, not Tiger. Tiger lost his favor not long after that. 
Just saying. I'm just stating facts. <laughs> I'm trying to end the sermon. I haven't grown to love God. And so I don't know if I'm going to say this the next service. And I'm being serious now. I'm just going through the motions. Because, man, I get to go and have lunch with Rob. That's really why I'm going. The golf part, I'm going through the motions. When he's telling me, you know, 45-degree elbow, and I'm just, okay, Rob, 45 degrees. I don't even know what, what that looked like. I'm going through the motions, and I'm 53 now. Chances are pretty good if this ball don't ever turn orange and bounce. <laughs> I'm never going to like it, but I'm going to go through the motions for you. What I love about this mom, she ain't had to go through the motions. And man, I'm looking at some moms today. You didn't go through the motions when it came to your kids. Isn't that awesome? I don't like getting emotional on stage, but it just hit me. My mom got to come here a few times and hear me preach. I ain't saying I'm that great of a preacher, but she got to see it. Whenever I would go to chemo, I walked into her first hallelujah. Hmm. I walked into her first chemo session late because of the Atlanta traffic. It was early in the morning. All the nurses already knew me. They said, you her pastor, son. Guess what they asked me to do? The chemo room was packed. They say, pray. <laughs> Y'all, no, don't clap yet. One other time, they say, sing. We hear you sing. I said, amazing grace. Oh, where were we at? In the hospital. My mama had cancer, but how sweet the sound. My mama eventually died, but she was saved. Uh, my mama got to see that. Why? Because when Keith was a hard head, nappy head, you couldn't tell me anything. My mama didn't go through the motion. Sometimes she broke her foot off in me in an anointed way. <laughs> I know it's some mamas in here. Man, you... Not because you're a bad person, but you've gotten in a routine where now you're just going through the motion. Because it's hard, isn't it? And, and it's a thankless job. Everybody else getting thanks but you. But don't go through the motions. You get take for granted. But don't go through the motions. You're tired. Don't go through the motions. Nobody understands what you do. When my daughter was little, my wife went somewhere one time. I did my daughter's hair and my daughter's eyes. And she said, Daddy, it hurts. I didn't realize it was that hard. All I'm doing is putting barrettes in her hair. And I, I, didn't, I didn't know what she did. There are some moms in here today, you're frustrated. But don't go through the motions. Because your son needs you to pray. 
some of you got more than one son, they need you to persist because they ain't praying right now. Your daughter needs you to tarry. She cussed you out. Some of you got some kids in here that cussed you out. I had a man call me one time, a church man. His son beat him up. I've had that happen twice. Twice. I'm going to say something that in my flesh I don't like saying. Don't kill him. Pray for him. Seriously. Pray for him. Because it's never too late for grace. Your child's soul hangs in the balance. The peace of your child hangs in the balance. The joy. I don't know about you, but I got joy today. The only reason I have joy, mom and daddy prayed somewhere down the line. God listened to their prayers, and I'm saved now. I don't always have money, but I got peace. I don't always have money, but I got joy. And, 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 and I'm here to tell you what he did for me, he can do for your kid. Don't just go through the motions. We're done. What I want now is we normally do the baby dedications before I preach. I didn't want to do that today. I wanted to do it so that the parents could be inspired by this mother. So if you need to get your kids from the children's area, go get them really quickly now. And y'all come on back. And those of you who are here with your kids, come on up here now. Don't, don't knock the golf clubs down. Can, can one of y'all get the Can you get the golf clubs off the stage, please? Those of you that are dedicating your kids, go ahead and come up. Let me talk to the church first while people are coming up on stage. Church, we have a part to do. Mark chapter 10, verse 13 reads this way. Then they brought little children to him that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, I love this part, let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of God. I read this passage every baby dedication, because it's interesting to me, the disciples rebuked the parents who were bringing their kids. Church folk, Jesus followers, fussing about some kids. Church, church. Our part when it comes to these kids is to let them come. Not to be a hindrance, not to be an obstacle, no judgment, but to let them come to Jesus. Our job is to make it as easy as possible for these kids to see Jesus. Do y'all hear me? 
Our job is to do like this mom did and pray. Our job. Our job is to do like this mom did and persist and to bring Jesus our faith. Y'all know that I pray for a lot of your kids. Let's pray for these kids. And then parents. Can y'all kind of tighten it up here? Your job is to do what this mom did. Train up your child in the way that they should go. Training means not one time. A lot of us like to show up to the game. Training means you practice this thing. It's a lifestyle. One of the things that honestly breaks my heart, sometimes people dedicate their babies, and we don't see them anymore. I'm not saying you got to come to the factory, but your kids need to be raised, listen to me, in the church even when they don't want to be. Your kids need to see you pray. They need to see you read the Word. They need you to open up the Word sometimes and read it to them. You've got to train up your kids. Bring your kids' problems to Him. Persist. Show God your proof. Show Him your faith. What I want us to do now is let's extend our hands this way. We're going to pray for these beautiful kids. I like that she's crying. She's tired of hearing me. <laughs> Give me some. Okay. Oh, I did it. Let's pray. Let's really pray. Father, we come to you now thanking you. I thank you for this Canaanite woman. I don't know her name, but what a mom. What a mom. I thank you for the mothers and the fathers on this stage now. May they be just like this Canaanite woman. May they bring every problem to you passionately, fervently, effectual, fervent prayers. May they drop for their kids. May they persist, not just for 18 years, but as long as they have breath in their bodies. May they come to you with faith. Right now, we dedicate all of these children to you because you know what to do with them. You know how to mold them. You know how to shape them. You know how to make them. And that's what we're asking you to do. Would you make them into what it is you've called them to be? Even at this moment, Holy Spirit, would you move? Would you move even now on these children and these parents? Would you be their source? We dedicate these kids to you now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Go ahead and stay here. We're going to take a picture. I got to do this. In the text, this lady brought her kid's problem to Jesus. Can I ask somebody today, maybe you need to bring yourself to Jesus. You don't know him as Savior. You don't know him as Lord. You've never asked him to save you. Maybe today is today. Is there anyone today you'd like to really give your life to the Lord? 
you want to confess him as Lord, you want to confess and, uh, uh, that God has raised him from the dead, you want, you want him to know that you believe in your heart, that, and you want to call on the name of Jesus, you want to let him know you believe he died on the cross, was buried, but got up on the third day. And the day is the day you want to give him your life. Is there one? Is there one? Oh, can I see your hand? Is there one? Is there one? Father, we thank you. I'm looking around this room, and I see some good mothers in this room. We thank you for them. I thank you for the mother in this room that's so frustrated. She doesn't feel like a good mother. All I know is she's alive, so there's hope for her. All I know that this woman on paper has the odds stacked against her. She's a Canaanite. She's a woman. But she's calling you Lord. She's calling you son of David. So for that mother who's frustrated, would you speak to her now and lift up her head? Please, please. Thank you that Eric said it already. The only reason she could be a good mother is because you're a good God. So ultimately, we thank you. Hallelujah. We bless your name and we praise you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to say have a happy Mother's Day. We start a new sermon series next week. Take a look at it. Man, I'm clean, brother. Uh, take a look at the sermon series that we start next week, and then you are dismissed. Thank you.